This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you would like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670. Or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're on our website, you can feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our website at safeharboroh.com. You can check out our latest blog page. And if you want to check out our uh, YouTube page, just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. And... Please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions or if you even want to set up a face-to-face meeting, a Zoom call, or even a conference call. Now, during the last year, when many people have been working from home, you know, redru- you know, reducing their trips out and about and helping their children and grandchildren adapt to virtual learning, time has become a funny thing. Hours and days have for some blended together, but you know who's been paying very close attention to the calendar? and that's the IRS. So during today's show, we're going to discuss some potential tax breaks and credits from three different categories. The first category is people in their 50s and 60s. The second category is people who are self-employed. And the final category is tax breaks that are available to everybody. But before we get further into the strategies for dealing with the tax man, let me introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing good, but this topic, wow, it's timely, that's for sure. It's We're headed into the uh, heart of tax season here, and people are thinking about their taxes. But yeah, there are uh, different uh, strategies that you can use and tax breaks we should talk about that are available, and I'm glad we're going to talk about that. But yep, the IRS, of course, they've been paying attention to the calendar, and they, they're going to get... They're going to get their money one way or the other. Uh, Uncle Sam, we got to give uh, him his share. But, Corey, I've been great. I've had a great week. I've just been keeping busy. How about you? What have you been up to? It's been a, it's been a pretty busy week, actually. Um, you know, hopefully we're getting some break on the weather now. Uh, hopefully the snow will be, you know, all melted. And, uh, you know, kind of looking forward to spring. March isn't too far around the corner here. And, uh, you know, really looking, look, looking forward to that again, you know, we are busy, you know, meeting with clients and prospects as well. So, you know, from, from that standpoint, you know, it's really business as usual here, you know, for safe Harbor. Well, that's good. And I know you've been really keeping busy this time of year. It's, uh, it's tough, but you always make time to talk to our clients if they want to get a hold of you. So uh, if you're listening and you have a question or want us to talk about a particular topic, pick up the phone, give Corey a call, and we'll be giving that number out later. But, you know, again, this is the perfect time to kick around some ideas about taxes. And 
I'm sure the people listening today, Corey, uh, some of them may have already filed, but I'd be willing to bet most haven't. So hopefully uh, we'll give them some good insights today. And with all the COVID-19 vaccines slowly making their way across country, what, what could be a bigger sigh of relief than filing your taxes and getting your vaccination shot? Uh, how do you want to get us started today? Well, you know, Tony, I, what I really want to do is we're going to look at some potential task, tax breaks for, you know, for folks in their 50s and, their, and 60s. You know, I'm going to use an article from U.S. News and World Report, and it's titled 10 Tax Breaks for People Over the Age of 50. It has some really terrific information. You know, while you're in your 50s and 60s may mean you're moving a little slower than you were, of course, in your 20s, at least physically. Mentally, it seems as if everything's still the same, but I know how that how that actually works. But the good news is there are some very, you know, real financial advantages to being in that age bracket. You know, as the article notes, you know, once you turn 50, and especially when you hit 65, you may get a bigger standard deduction, and you can potentially earn more, you know, earn more before you even have to file a tax return. Additionally, if you're older than 50, you may be able to defer taxes and perhaps avoid them altogether. So on the money that you're using for retirement and your health savings accounts. Well, you said a bigger standard deduction. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I think everybody does, Tony. You know, as as long as you don't itemize what what you're deducting, you can utilize a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse is 65 years or older. You know, the current standard deduction for seniors is $1,650 more than the deduction for people younger than the age of 65 who file as an individual. Now, married couples can bump their standard deduction by $1,300 if one spouse is at least 65 and $2,600 if both spouses are at least 65 years of age. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So you also mentioned a larger filing threshold. Uh, Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, Tony. You know, those are, you know, those who are 65 or older can have gross income of as much as $14,050 before they have to file a tax return for 2020. So that's $1,650 more than younger workers. For married couples, the threshold is $27,500 if both spouses are 65 or older, and it's $26,100 if at least one of the spouses is 65 or older. Now, you should note, however, that even if you, you know, you're below that filing requirement, you still may want to file a tax return so that you can qualify for any potential tax credits or refunds of withheld income taxes. Well, yeah, and I don't think I'm breaking any new ground here, Corey, when I say that taxes can be really confusing. I mean, all those rules and requirements you're talking about. So if you haven't already, you may want to work closely with a financial professional like yourself because... Uh, you have a wealth of experience and insights when it comes to taxes. Uh, don't take on the tax man alone, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, you know, with that, Tony. You know, another place folks who are 65 or older may find some relief is with property taxes. First, you know, we should note that property tax regulations defer considerably depending on your state and, and actually, you know, what city or even township that you even live in. But in some locations, people older than a certain age who earn below a defined threshold 
may be able to take advantage of property or even some school tax relief. So be sure to carefully research the, you know, the property and school district taxes in your community to make sure you're taking advantage of all your potential tax breaks. It may mean, you know, you have to, you know, fill out some extra paperwork, but believe me, it'll be worth it if it helps you save a few bucks on your taxes. You know, and one of the things, Tony, we have, you know, is we have a, a CPA that uh, all clients and prospects have access to here. You can always schedule an appointment. Best way to do that is just give us a call at 614-760-0670. All right. That sounds great. And you've talked a lot so far about tax breaks for people who are 65 or older, but are there also some potential tax strategies out there for people younger than that? Yeah, there definitely are, Tony. You know, for example, you know, once you turn 50, you can actually funnel an extra $1,000 into your IRA for a total of $7,000 in 2020. Additionally, a worker in their 50s who's in the 24% tax bracket and who maxes out an IRA, you know, would save $1,680 on their current tax bill as well. Wow. Okay. And 401k catch-ups also begin at age 50, right? That's exactly right, Tony. Workers who are 50 or older can defer income taxes on an additional $6,500 in their 401k, you know, than, you know, younger workers or anyone that's actually not 50 years of age yet. Now, also remember that taxes on your 401k aren't due until you begin taking withdrawals as well. Oh, yeah. And I think this is a great topic. There's a lot to go over here, but we should take a quick break. Do you have anything else for us before we do? Yeah, Tony, you know, I definitely urge our listeners out there to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. When you do call in, you know, we can discuss on how I'm going to be able to answer any questions and address any concerns, you know, about your path towards retirement. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. And really the best way to do that is to take advantage of our complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And if you don't have a financial plan in place, we can put one together. And then if you do have a financial plan in place, we can provide you with that, you know, with the second opinion, a second set of eyes to make sure that you're going to have the retirement that you really have dreamed of. Again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670 to take advantage of that complimentary no obligation meeting with me. All right. And and stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more conversation about getting ready for tax season here on Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Safe Harbor Retirement Group now by going to safeharboroh.com or by calling us at 614-760-0670. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you would like more information about what you hear during the show, just give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. Feel free to head on over to our radio page on our website, and you can check out some past shows and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, when you're on our website, check out our blog page. 
And if you want to, you can check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. Now, during today's show, we've really been discussing how you can get yourself ready for tax season. We're specifically looking at potential tax breaks from three different categories, benefits for people in their 50s and 60s, breaks for those who are self-employed, and finally tax breaks that may apply to anyone. Now, during our first segment, we focused on tax breaks in your 50s and 60s. So now it's time to shine a little light on potential tax breaks for the self-employed. Right. And I was self-employed for a number of years, uh, quite quite a long period of time. Uh, So this one definitely interests me. I mean, I think filing taxes can be a source of anxiety for a lot of self-employed people. There's something to be said for having money just taken out of your paycheck automatically. And that's a luxury many self-employed people don't have. So what are some of the options for these folks uh, when it comes to tax deductions? Well, you know, Tony, the good news is, you know, for a lot of our listeners out there that are self-employed, you know, there are a number of potentially um, very good options out there. Now, I'm going to use an Investopedia article titled 15 Tax Deductions and Benefits for the Self-Employed because I think it has some great information, you know, for our listeners. So, for example, you know, if you're self-employed, your internet and phone bills are a good place to start. You know, whether or not you can claim a home office on your deductions, you can claim the business portion of your phone and your internet cost. You'll just want to make sure that you only deduct what you've, you know, what you're directly spending on those things for your work. Right. I think phone and internet deductions really come into play this year for a lot of people because so many people have been working from home uh, due to COVID-19. Yeah, that's a very good point, Tony. You know, health insurance is another significant area that the self-employed should be aware of. You know, if you're covering your own health care, if you're covering your own health insurance premiums and don't qualify to participate in a plan through a spouse's employer, you can deduct all of your health, dental, and qualified long-term care insurance premiums. Additionally, you can also deduct the premiums you paid to cover your spouse, dependents, and children who are 27 years or, or, or younger at the end of the year, even if you don't claim them as dependents on your taxes. Oh, wow. And, and, and clearly, if you're self-employed, working with a financial services professional is a smart move because you provide people with guidance, not only on taxes, but the overall financial strategy. And one thing I'm always curious about, Corey, is what a person can deduct when it comes to meals. That's a that's really a great question, and I think you're you know you're really right that meal deductions can be a real source of confusion. Now you can deduct meals whenever you're traveling for business, or at a business conference, or entertaining clients. But don't forget that the meal can you know it can't be really over extravagant. You know, the article also notes a temporary rule change on meal deduction. Through 2022, you can deduct 100% of meals as long as they're served in a restaurant. Previously, you could only deduct 50% of the meal's cost if you kept your receipt or 50% of the standard meal allowance if you have a record of the time, place, and, you know, purpose of the meal. Oh, that's an interesting rule change, and I imagine it will be a nice, uh, if temporary, perk for a lot of self-employed people. So what's next? Well, I think the next one, Tony, uh, is travel. You know, simply put, to qualify for a tax deduction, your business travel must be longer than one ordinary workday. 
and must include sleep or rest and take place outside of the area of your tax home, which is generally considered the city where your business is located. Additionally, to qualify as a business trip, you need to have a specific business purpose scheduled before you leave home, and during the trip, you must engage in real business activity. Business activity includes you know, cultivating new clients and customers, meeting with clients, and learning new skills that directly benefit your business. As the article notes, handing out your business card during a friend's Las Vegas bachelor party does not make you know that trip a tax-deductible business expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. It probably goes without saying, but if you travel a lot for business, make sure you're keeping accurate records and receipts in case the IRS gets curious about what you're up to then. Uh, what are some of the rules for a self-employed person's vehicle use? Well, that's another great question. You know, if you're using your car for business purposes, your costs for those drives are tax deductible. This is another place where, you know, tidy record keeping is going to be really important because you want to keep the track of, you know, the date, the mileage, the reason for each trip. So it's important not to claim your business trips as, you know, your personal trips as business trips. And a great way to kind of handle all that, Tony, is for there's a lot of apps that you can put on your phone that it makes it very easy. Well, good point, Corey. Now, how does that deduction work? Well, the easiest step is to calculate deductions using the standard mileage rate that's determined by the IRS. The standard mileage rate is 57.5 cents per mile in 2020 and 56 cents per mile in 2021. So simply write down the miles you've driven and then multiply them by the standard rate. Your total is then deductible. Again, I would highly recommend that you just use an app that you can put on your phone. It can calculate everything for you automatically. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So how about education write-offs? Any education expenses you want to deduct have to be related to maintaining your business or enhancing your skills in a way that will improve your business. The expenses for classes intended to help you prepare for a new career, they aren't necessarily deductible. All right. And, you know, it's been a great discussion so far. We're talking about some strategies for tax season today. And you've been tailoring our conversation, Corey, to potential tax breaks in three different categories. First, you talked about benefits for those in their 50s and 60s, uh, then tax breaks for the self-employed, and now maybe some tax breaks that can apply to any of us. So uh, how do you want to get us started on this? Well, you know, Tony, we're going to sum this up with a Clippinger article titled 20 Most Overlooked Tax Breaks and Deductions. And I think it does have, you know, some interesting, you know, thoughts about this. Its first easy to miss deduction is out-of-pocket charity contributions. While it's easy to remember big charitable contributions, chances are you've made some smaller gifts during the year. For example, did you make a meal or a dish for a nonprofit fundraiser? The ingredients you use may be deductible. If you helped your kids mail out flyers for their school, you know, for their school's fundraising event, the stamps you purchase may be deduct, you know, deducted as well. So make sure you keep your receipts. And if your contribution is more than $250, you'll need the organization to document your actual contribution. Okay. Yeah. A friend of mine recently claimed that some gambling losses may be written off. Is that true? You know, it actually is true, Tony. Although it's not, you know, without some wrinkles too. Now, this deduction is only available if you itemize and it's limited to the total of your gambling winnings that you report as taxable income. 
You should also note that in addition to, to the losses at casinos and racetracks, you can also deduct losses if you incurred through non-winning bingo cards, lottery tickets, and raffle tickets. But be sure to keep all of your gambling receipts, and the IRS also urges keeping a daily diary of your gambling activity that details the date, type of gambling, the name and location of the gambling, you know, the gambling establishment, the names of the people you gambled with, and the tallies of what you won and, and of course, lost. Wow. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm not a gambler at all, but uh, that is interesting. <laughs> I had never heard that before. You might also want to keep those gambling receipts for your financial professional because they're going to have plenty of questions about your gambling <laughs> habits. Uh, so what's next, Corey? Well, uh, jury pay is probably one, of the, is one that a lot of people haven't really considered before. Many employers continue to pay their workers while they're serving on a jury, with the stipulation that they will give their jury pay to the company. The problem is, is the IRS requires you to report your pay as income. So to balance things out, you can deduct the amount of jury pay that you give to your employer as well. Hmm, Interesting. I didn't know about that one either. And that's certainly something I'd not considered. Uh, Where does childcare factor into deductions? I know that my wife and I used to, uh, I think we had that deducted from our taxes. Yeah, that's a great question, Tony. You know, with childcare, you can claim a tax credit rather than than a deduction. And that may come with more advantages because it reduces your overall tax, you know, your tax bill dollar for, you know, dollar to dollar. For example, in the 24% tax bracket, each dollar of deduction is really equivalent to 24 cents. But each dollar of tax credits is worth an actual dollar. So you may qualify for a tax credit worth between 20 and 30, you know, between 20 and 35% of your child care expenses while you work. However, if your employer provides a child care reimbursement account in which you can pay for child care with pre-tax dollars, that might even be a smarter outcome or a smarter move as well. You know, money that flows through a reimbursement account isn't subject to federal income tax. And it's also shielded from that 7.65% payroll tax. Again, that's something you want to discuss with your CPA or even, you know, your financial, you know, advisor as well. Sure, both. So, yeah, my wife and I actually did that. We we used um, a flex account and, and were able to use that um, uh, pre-tax money to pay for uh, child care. And that really saved us a lot. And then you get the tax credit as well. So I think that's really, really important in making sure that you're working with uh, a CPA or a financial services professional is huge. Yeah, yeah, Tony, you know, the credit for dependents is another potentially valuable credit to be aware of. This is a separate $500 credit for your dependents who don't qualify for the child tax credit. So your older children who don't require daycare can still, you know, save you some real real money when it comes to time to file your taxes. This credit also applies to older relatives if you're caring for them in your home as well. Well, you know what, Corey, this has been a great show today. A lot of great information, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, Tony, you know, we have covered a lot in this episode. So, you know, if you, if any of our listeners out there would like more information about what you've, you know, what really, what we discussed today, I encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or just give us a call at 614-760-0670. And when you do call in, um, we can set up a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. We can also answer any questions 
um, that you may have or any concerns. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement you work so hard for. And the best way to do that is take advantage of your complimentary no obligation meeting with me to make sure that you're going to have a successful retirement. All right. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.